and welcome to another New Game Plus. Um, we had a really big episode last week. We had some guests on, and this week we're just we're doing something a little tinier. We wanted to revisit an old topic that we had around. It kind of spurned out of talking about games media, but we had this talk about that kind of moment when games shifted from kids' toys to entertainment, and we kind of wanted to explore that and then how that intersects with the idea of politics in games because I think we learned that there was around a certain point when we suddenly started talking about or recognizing that games have messages right more than simply as toys um so yeah that's what that's what we're gonna do today that's what we're gonna do we're gonna jump in on that um so maybe to start I guess if we can try to think to ourselves like when do we feel like the shift from kid toys to entertainment started happening because I think personally, I feel like it was probably like that the seeds of it were around like the, you know, Famicom, like the NES days. Like, I feel like that's when suddenly games were starting to get like a little more complex and they're like flirting with it. But like, it's still kind of marketed in the sense of like, here's the toy, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. What, what you've got to remember, what you got to remember in all this conversation is that if you're saying that's when the starting point is, that predates all of us. Yes. And so th- this is colored by the fact that we would we weren't alive to experience some or, or even all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I think NES and SNES, like there'll be snippets of it, but mm-hmm. my minding is really that PS2 is where it properly kicked in. Mm-hmm. PS1 is probably where you see the first seeds, you know, your Metal Gears, um, Metal Gear Solid rather. Um mm-hmm. I know games like Vagrant Story, like they have much more of a narrative and those kind of deeper narratives are where you find more um, profound messages sort of pull their way out. Mm. So that that's where I'm inclined to say, well, that's where it started. Um, I think where it started versus where it started to become impactful, very different. And obviously, like you say, when we had the conversation about games media, which is very much where this sort of spawned from, um, talking about, the cultural awareness that came through your Call of Duties and your Bioshocks. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big part of it. I think in terms of when a lot of people really started to sit up and pay attention, I think Spec Ops The Line is the one. Uh, as flawed as that right. game is, I think that is really the um, the inflection point. Yeah, that I, I would certainly agree. The inflection point of when we started like thinking about them in like a political lens, for sure. Yeah, because I was even thinking like even just more basically, like on the concept of like, oh, this is entertainment worthy of analysis. Is like aside from the uh, the analysis of game design, right? Because we have to think like, what are the different vectors of like how games are looked at, and like, yeah you know, even toys are looked at on like a, how does this toy function properly? Right. Like there's the function question and like the interactability question. But then like, like I think you're saying too, there was a certain point when suddenly we were like, Oh, these games have something interesting within them beyond the level of their function and their design. Um, which is why I feel like, I feel like that's why we, we see like, like, even like you're saying, I think I agree with you that PS1 era is probably when most of the seeds are there, but even like SNES era, um, and and like I said, the NES, it's like when you start seeing people trying to create like, you know, RPGs, but even those, they're so basic at this point, right? Like Dragon Quest, playing it, it is fun, but it, it's so fundamentally basic that while you can analyze it, it it 
mostly is just relying on traditional tropes, right? Or traditional storytelling structures. Um, yeah, in like a fairy tale way. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like you, we can analyze them, but we're still looking at them as like, whether it's, this is fair or not, I feel like they're still viewed as like, that's a children thing, right? <laughs> You're like, Got you. Yeah, and I suppose there's, yeah. there's an interesting thing where you talk about from entertainment to toys or rather the other way around from toys to entertainment. Mm-hmm. I suppose that's why you're saying more your Pongs versus your, mm. um, you know, Atari 2600 classic ET extraterrestrials. <laughs> yeah, where really there's no like, yeah. And again, because some people will be like, no, I think there's, you know, narrative in this and whatnot. But it's like, yeah, that's not really... It's not really the question, right? Like games, as we've talked about, can have that intrinsic um, narratives that can occur, but it's like, what is being expressly created within this? And is there like a desire to pass on a narrative that is similar to other traditional and uh, like media forms? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's too narrowly specific, but I think it is, it's like kind of an important distinction, you know? Hmm. Uh, Hey, nice. sorry. I, I was a little bit distracted because I, there's people here in the apartment, and I. Oh, well, we can't the hear them, so you're good. <laughs> okay, everything is good to them. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think because, like, previous to the NES and the SNES, like, video games kind of started like losing the attention of the public. Maybe, I mean, mainly because of the video game crash of that time. Uh, so I guess video games started like lost. I don't want to say like credibility, but like people wasn't really, they didn't like know what to expect from games. Mm. So I guess a safe bet would be like to try to make like something fun, not maybe not too elaborate, but like solid in general. Mm. Um, and given like the um. The general life, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not restriction, but given the limitations from the hardware from that time, like the NES and SNES, like could try to uh, do something like a little bit more profound, like especially the SNES, like the the NES, like didn't have like much space to do stuff in general, mm-hmm. and so the SNES maybe had like snippets of what video games could really like become mm-hmm. well yeah like it's like oh. oh no keep going keep going and as far as hardware evolved and some limitations were like lifted or like uh, hardware wasn't as limiting especially like space ways mm-hmm. then video games could i uh, hope to become like something more so uh, for me, like N64 and PS1 era is kind of where the video games like had more freedom to do stuff, especially PS1, because you have um, DVDs. Hmm. So you have more storage, you could try to do something more. Sorry, sorry. Um, can, we, can we give a quick pause? My stupid computer just made like a, a ding noise. Do you mind just going back from like, especially the PS1? Okay. Especially like the PS One because um they had like the console had DVDs instead of cartridges, so it has like way more storage space. So it can it it the the developers were able to do more with it. Like um 
have played Final Fantasy uh, uh, 7, but for example, that game was like a 7 DVD game <laughs> on the PS1. Three, I think three, maybe four. Three? I want to say three. Yeah. Okay. Because that was the whole thing around the trilogy of remakes. It's like one per disc, which. Oh, I see. Anyway, but yeah, it was three. that same game, like, if they tried to do it, like, on Nintendo 64, it would have been, like, a shit ton of cartridges and probably didn't work mm. or wouldn't be able to work, like, as well as the PS1. I'm or not even sure if you like... could do it just based on the architecture. Like, I don't think you can... Architecture, I don't know if that's the right word, but I don't think you can remove the cartridge and put a new one in, right? Like, I think CDs... Yeah. Not with that attitude, you can't. <laughs> Nintendo sure wasn't going to do that they're like fuck it <laughs> yeah but at the time like for example the N64 uh, had like the information the save of the game I think was saved like on the cartridge maybe I mean uh, I might be talking about a bias but well I wanted to well, actually touch I'm on out of bias. that's fine there are actually a couple things that you brought up there that I think is interesting like when you're talking about the game crash too like I think part of it is like that's kind of where the Nintendo seal of like quality comes from because they're starting to be like trying to bring forth this idea of quality within games um but i also think it's interesting like you mentioned with the, the snes i think you start to see like i think of games like earthbound right where like you know give or take how it feels to play now that game has it does have a i think a political message within the game um and it like or at least it has a commentary on a particular japanese society at the time right like the father is only ever being talked through through the phone because he's constantly working and he's on his own right and like um so how sophisticated is the message i don't know some debate along other lines but you can already sort of see like oh there is something to to dig at here right like we can we can go in a little further but i think what we might probably agree on is that those games were more far and few between than they would come yeah. to be in the later generations and there's a yeah, geography because... component to that as well so nintendo's a really interesting one particularly with the crash because obviously when the uh, the nest then comes over it's pitched to western audiences as a as a kid's thing yeah even though mm-hmm. if you then look at what's releasing in japan you have like the akira visual novel and mm. you have yeah. you know in spite of those limitations that you mentioned you have video games pushing to be more. And I suppose it's, there's a component of where you were at any given moment in time as to what the perception of them was, but also what experiences those games were trying to deliver and how much of that was just like a kid's thing and how much of it was striving to be more. Yeah, I yeah. feel like we are sort of tarnished a bit by the fact that like, yeah. Well, the way that is the wrong word. It's just, you know, we're, we're speaking from a broadly western perspective albeit three continents we've got we've got good coverage considering how few of us there are but it's it's still incomplete yeah but what i meant is we're tarnished by like the western conception of games being as toys like that sort of tarnished um the the yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah, you jumped in on tour you're too early (laughs) that's okay but yeah because like japan didn't quite have that right never has quite had that like it's always been a thing for everybody um which I think, although I don't know, who knows, Japan, there might have been periods where they focused more and more uh, internally. I would think in Game Boy days, I mean, that was pretty clearly marketed. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it's always been a little different there, right? Yeah. Yeah, like for example, they had um, the Family Detective Club, the missing care, mm. and the care who stands behind. And those were on the Famicom. Also, 
uh, interesting thing about the original Megaton games is that there was supposed to be like um, kind of a response to the um, RPG or JRPG like spectrum at the time because uh, they were more focused on like fairy tale stuff or like knights or like uh, medieval inspiration with fantasy settings and stuff like that. Well, Megaton was wrong from that because it was like, hey, we don't really have an RPG that is that takes place like in our world. Uh, so it pretty much steps up from there. Like you're in the real world and suddenly shit goes out and usually in Megaton you're either on a post-apocalyptic work or you are living the fucking apocalypse there. Yeah, I mean, if, if there ever a game to have a heavier message and theme, it is the Shin Megami Tensei series. Yeah. Okay, I'm so sorry. Because, I wasn't like, sure what we you see about. people Me- being Me- people. Megami, okay, yeah. okay. Me- Mega 10 for Alex and for anyone else at home who. It's like, what are we talking not, about? <laughs> who oh, I who am has so not sorry. yet seen the light. Mega 10 is, a, is an abbreviated form of Shin Megami Tensei, okay. which is uh, one of the best gaming series known to man. And also yeah. one that deals with quite heavy themes unless you're playing the. The persona sort of Japanese high school variant. Yeah. But even those ones dabble. Even those Seriously. ones. Even those yeah. especially yeah. the more recent ones. Yeah. Wow. No, 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 that's not fair. The third. Really, really good for it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Never... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry everyone, You're you just lost your eardrums. <laughs> oh, that would be voluntary. If you know, you know. Yeah. Um damn. Yeah, so I guess that that is the interesting thing. Like, there's always been these political themes within Japanese games, but I think it's interesting because I feel as though those games don't receive the same sort of political critiques that we see from a lot of games media, mostly because of the fact that they're coming from such a different political milieu, right? Like, they're dealing with themes that occasionally touch on aspects that say are i hate to use the word universal because i'm not sure that anything is necessarily universal but you know like they hit on themes that maybe resonate with others um but then there are also just some themes that are just deeply japanese and can be fun to engage with because almost like playing a game that's set in a fantasy or sci-fi world you you feel like you're looking at something that's just not of your world, right? Like that's kind of why I like some Japanese games because I'm like, I don't understand this culture necessarily. It feels really interesting to explore a culture that I'm not familiar with and it feels different for me, you know? Um, I don't know, that's that's supposition, but I think maybe some of those games kind of get a little bit of a pass um, for some of those reasons, but yeah. Yeah. The, like thinking about that, like even other media that is like from Japan, maybe in Rome. I'm trying to think really old media. The one that comes to mind is the original Godzilla film, because Godzilla was supposed mm. to be like a representative for the Holocaust. Yeah, yeah. But here, like the Godzilla movies are like most of the Godzilla media here. It's either like Godzilla as a Friend of the planet are trying to defend the planet for something else, or like I don't know, like Godzilla. I don't even remember yeah. the amount of movies about Godzilla. There's a lot because uh, I dinosaur think... got burr. Yes, dinosaur <laughs> beat up King Kong. Oh, fun. <laughs> that's that's honestly yeah. Well, because even I think the new Shin Godzilla, I'm pretty sure was 
a large part of it is focused on like the governmental response to um to Godzilla and like what that means because when you think about too like yeah i mean japan is a country that has dealt with many a natural and then mad man-made disasters right like you know think of the atomic bombings but then we also think of all the earthquakes and tsunamis right like i mean the idea of and like governmental Fukushima response more recently yeah yeah exactly fukushima yeah so yeah. you'd think like that's a country wherein there's a lot more weight to be had in the question of like how do governments respond and i'm sure have had their own fair share of inept governments too right so like uh, as unfortunately we all have we keep trying mm-hmm, we'll get yeah. there one day <laughs> um actually so this is interesting okay i like where we're going with this so we've had our nice little exploration mm-hmm. japan always finds a way in our podcast i guess <laughs> um it's also probably because i'm teaching about them right now I'm currently teaching in high school, for those who don't know. It's been a lot of history stuff the last few days. Dealing with crimes against humanity. I'm, I'm teaching about the real fun stuff. <laughs> so politics is fresh on my mind yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's interesting because when I look at Western gaming, and, and I think about this um, in particular when I'm trying to think of, like, what gets labeled as political. Because we have games like... I talked about before Jagged Alliance 2, right? And and even like the rise of shooters and like um tactical RPGs and everything and there's this kind of like unabrashed and just like unexamined look at military, you know? <laughs> and like mercenaries and gun culture, like it seems to be something that I think is getting maybe less of a pass now, but even then I don't think so. Like I think it's just like it's just allowed to exist you know what i mean and we don't like question it too much because i think the only time we've really questioned like you mentioned spec ops the line but i would say that that's more like maybe within games media and maybe within like i I hate to say but like niche circles um because i don't think that game really uh broke into the (laughs) the limelight you know no and it was very very flawed and that's sort of understandable But there was that that mission in Call of Duty. Remember the the airport one? No Russians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one. I that... think it was. I mean, that was such fucking controversy based. It's such a yeah. Looking back on it, having played it, it's such a mm-hmm. non-issue. But it was made into a big frenzy because it, it served all parties involved. Yeah, and exactly like it's basically publicity thing. But it's also interesting because I was like, okay, so this is now political, but like. <laughs> The shooting and killing of all unnamed, like, national bad guys. <laughs> it's like, it's all good, my dude. And they're like, why? But Alex, the they were evil. You forget that. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, right? yeah. Yeah. It's like they escape political attention, but then it's like, oh, but they're civilians. And you're like, well, they're also all computer bits. But all right. Anyway, like, it's just like, it's interesting to me what draws political controversy. Um, because I think it's telling of, like, where perhaps the flags are at the moment, you know? And I think there's also a really, really important caveat that should be sort of highlighted. And this is something that's only just occurred to me, actually sort of been talking around it, Alex. With Mm -hmm. uh, things like film, music, Mm -hmm. books, the medium is the message. Yeah. Because what what you're experiencing is purely the the narrative, the story, the whatever else. Games are unique in that there is a... um, mechanical aspect to it now that can be heightening the story that can be focused entirely around the story um as paula will know very very well from her vn adventures because the Mm -hmm. gameplay is basically the the game and the choices you make within that narrative 
But then if you look at, um, you know, let's stick with Call of Duty, for example. Uh, yeah, there's there's like the actual politics and the the narrative and the identities of the various people that you are or aren't shooting at any given moment. Yeah. But also what you're playing is a game where it's like target identification and like elimination. The, mm-hmm. You can play those games in an entirely mechanical way, as people do every day in the multiplayer modes, yeah. and not think about who, what, where, when, why. And because you can engage with that media in a way that's disengaged from its story or message, game dependent, obviously, I think that informs a lot of the apathy towards the political messages and Mm -hmm. meanings in a lot of those games. Yeah, I think that's a good take on that. And I also think, too... um, And I think maybe that's where... Because I don't know about that. Because obviously no one's really, like... There haven't been a lot of looking into this because I think it's difficult to do, but there's the question of like, what is the repeated exposure to the conceptions in these games, like in particular? Because again, I would never say that these games like, like you know, get people to think like, oh, the Russians are all that bad guys or like, you know, Middle Eastern countries, they're all the worst ones. But like, because that's something within the culture, right? Like, especially in American culture, and I think particularly in Canada too, there are like world powers that are often framed here as just like villainous, um, which like, yeah. look, I, I don't think this is a hot take, but like many governments have all done many terrible things. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, no. I, know, right? I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's I, true. I though. <laughs> right? It's like, it's sadly, it's true. Yeah, and so, there's the question, it's kind of like a chicken and egg thing where it's like, all right, well, is the game, you know, creating some of these conceptions or is the game just responding to conceptions? This is the life in our life imitate arts question, right? Which is very difficult to answer. Um, but I do think games do have a bit of a responsibility um, to, you know, analyze that look. And yeah, it's just, it's interesting because, um, oh no, oh no, I think it vanished. I think my thought vanished. vanished. My thought. I had a a thought that was going in here. I was going somewhere with this. (laughs) Anyway, I I think where I was trying to go with this is just that um, we very rarely... Yeah, I'm screwed here. Someone save me. (laughs) I just like to watch you dig, to be honest. Um, Well, wait, 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 wait. I I think I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, doing some work. I also think, because what I wanted to add on to what you're saying um, is that I also think, in particular, sometimes the audiences for these particular games, and again, I'm thinking the Call of Duties, I'm thinking the military shooters, in particular, the military ones, um, is it sometimes a different audience than, um, like, we know it's a bigger audience than all of gaming, right? Because those games are like the most bought games out there. And Mm -hmm. I also think that there is just, in general, a subset of that audience that is just on board with the messaging, right? Like, it's like, there are a few, like you're saying, and this is why it's hard to quantify this, because you can never really know what an individual fully feels about something. But I know that there are many who just play them disassociated to it. But then I'm sure there are also plenty who are like, hell yeah, I love this. I would like to, you know, like, let's let's kill them kind of thing, you know, but not necessarily translating into the real world. But you know what I mean? Like there's like, like the, the cognitive acceptance of that political viewpoint is like already there for some. And it's hard to understate the sheer amount of people who do buy a console just to play COD multiplayer and FIFA. And those yeah. people are 
completely divorced of the political message. What politics? I'm just playing deathmatch. Yeah, and that's what yep. actually, yeah, it kind of con- like um, almost concerns me a bit because I'm like, I think you can still enjoy the game and understand that it holds a political message, but I get mm-hmm. nervous when someone says what political message because I go, bro, are you for real? Like, I'm like, <laughs> like, your game obviously has a political message. It's okay, just like please take one second to recognize what it is so that at least you know what you're getting into. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like you've not met the general public. I know. I, look, I'm a history teacher. <laughs> I want <laughs> just like. <laughs> It's like just like pause for one second and think about what your game is telling you. You know, like a little bit of media literacy is all I ask for. (laughs) Like just a little bit. But then you also have to factor in willful ignorance because they, you know, if you're playing a game, and again, this is where it gets a bit more interesting in the sense that um, I think if you're seeking out that kind of media in other mediums, again, Mm -hmm. books, films, music, the like, I think there's a recognition that you're going to engage with the political themes within them uh that doesn't exist in games yet if ever um games are much more of a escapist pastime and again Mm. i think this just comes from the reality of the way the medium works you're inhabiting another body in another place in another time that's only going to get crazy with the metaverse um and if you're doing that to escape it's understandable that there's a lot of people who want to escape and not deal with the political realities of anything in their own life let alone in in the the gaming situation yeah Mm -hmm. but at the same time like i know it's a form of a escapism but you can also like see different realities like from a safe place yeah should you wish absolutely yeah i'm not not i'm not not advocating for that approach i'm just observing it that's all yeah oh yeah but uh, at the same time, like, you could, like, be seeing a political message without really, like, knowing it. Or, like, not no- not knowing, but not taking as a political message. Like, you get a message, but it's, like, it's a message. I feel or like maybe message you, you, you're, or, or, or there are times where you just dissociate from it all because, like, okay, I know this is heavy, but I'm just here for entertainment, so I'm gonna turn my brain off. Yeah. And that happens. Yeah, I feel like the Metal Gear Solid games are a great example of that, where that message is front and center. I think anyone who's thought about it, who argues those games are apolitical, is dense. But at the same time, you can absolutely play those games and skip the cutscenes and just enjoy shoot, shoot, bang, bang. Of course, yeah. And, and that's the interesting thing too, though, because this is this is where it enters into another element that we we're talking about. It's like the games that then. So I think we sort of talked like they they clearly became entertainment, especially in the you know 360 era. Like suddenly we're just like PS2 era. It's like boom, full fledged. We've got big stories now. And I think what fascinates me, and I always think back to, of course, but like the release of Last of Us Part Two, right? And like here's a game that immediately gets labeled as political, which yeah, of course it is. All games are <laughs> like they have messages within them. But it's fascinating to me that this game is not allowed to escape that view right um and a game like i mean frankly there's just so many games like even like a game like metroid dread no one gives a no one's like no there's no political messaging within this and i was like some pretty intense political messaging within this game um <laughs> like even if you don't quite think so and it's not like it's egregious messaging but but there is a take within it i mean militarization um conception anyway i don't want to get into that yet maybe we can talk about metro dread later in the spoiler thing um mm. it's not like crazy stuff in it it's just there is political messaging but 
there is, I think, a subsect who, and let's be like really clear, like when LGBTQ themes pop up in any kind of game, there is a vicious horde that come after them. It is intense. And especially when that intersects with what is viewed as traditional style gaming, right? Which I don't even know what that means, but I feel like there's a subset who view like, I don't know, shooty shooties, like you said, right? Like, get out of my shooty shooty, which is weird to me because like you've mentioned, Metal Gear Solid, which is a game that is so intensely political. Um, people are just like, it's all good. Um, I mean, even a game like freaking, the, you know, cargo carry best bud game um, with Norman Reedus. What's that game? <laughs> oh, Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah. Super the, the political only, game. Tra- the only true strand type game. That's it. Yes, the only true strand type game. No one cares. Like, super political. But most people are just like, hee funny man, go wobble wobble. You know? <laughs> like, it's like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> counterpoint, I don't think anyone played that just for the wobble wobble and didn't get the other message. Because it's a pretty yeah. fucking gross game if you're ignoring everything except the boxy, borky, wobble situation. Yeah, well, that's what I mean, though, right? Like, But, like, again, people saw it, but they just sort of... It's like... it's like Because it's... Uh, uh, Hideo Kojima. Kojima, thank you. I was like, how do I say Your brain's broken today. It is, dude. I've been teaching so much. (laughs) I'm like, I'm dying. Um, That hit me It's a great day to have a complex talk about politics and video games. This is just Uh perfect. Um, But again, I think maybe part of that's the Japan thing as well, perhaps. Um, Coming from a different cultural vantage point. And so, you know, I don't know. Maybe his views are taken differently within Japan than they are uh, um, in the Western world. But it's like, there's like a bit of a pass. But yeah. God forbid you have a lesbian in your video game. <laughs> it's like, dear Lord, or a trans kid in your game, you might as well dig yourself a grave because suddenly you've got so many people coming at you. Um, it's just, it's just kind of sad, you know? Like, and because for a while, I'm, I'm always careful because I'm like, oh, I don't want to give them too much, you know, credence to say like, oh, so many people reacted this way. And I don't think that's true because I think likely the majority of people played the game and, um many either loved it or some disagreed with its messaging but was like "Eh, whatever i disagree with things sometimes um you know what i mean like majority of people played the game had a normal human reaction to the game (laughs) and moved on with their lives um but unfortunately we just have like it seems increasingly more vocal subsects um of the of, of you know those who enjoy games who are just like far more vitriolic right and like really seem to latch on to a few games that we can sort of see over a period of time that become like these focal points for their discussions on this and it's just mm-hmm. frustrating yeah. <laughs> the last it's interesting, interesting too. Test case. sorry go ahead go mm. ahead yeah i've been thinking because uh okay i have like a couple of topics here but one of them yeah. is like like you can see like all the um where's the name for that subgenre holy fuck is a uh, shoujo? No, no, it's not shoujo. It's oh my god! Where did my, where did my friend go today? <laughs> what are they doing? It don't worry, we're feeling it. What are they doing? The game? Cry. Okay, it's the the thing is like okay, it's Otoke, and the other one is Galge. Is it Galge? I think it's Galge. Um, the like. The, the opposite of Jomi, like you have your male protagonist and like a like pretty much a harem of girls and you 
going to run away. We're going up the girls pretty much. Oh, okay. So um, boy Otome. All right, got it. <laughs> well, the thing Botome. is that Otome. Uh, yeah, there you go. Sorry, Pala, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> that sub subsection of games or like even like general fan service on a game goes on the fire like way too often. Like in right, in Senovay Chronicles two, there was actually a design that had to be modified because uh uh literally one of the characters' boobs were like too big and that design came under fire like big time because of sexualization. Like it it went like really out of proportion and ironically. <laughs> ironically, but the thing is is that one of the main um things you see is like, oh no, that's sexualizing women and also like oh no, you're like pretty much making a character with a body type that is either like super mm. Uh, like I don't know, it's not in not existent, and there are like actual, real life people that are, are that are like in the minority, and are like, hey, we do exist. It kind of hurts our feelings that you consider like that character to be like to show you just because of how her body is structured, mm. and you have like all that uh thing on sexualization and video games. I'm just here sitting on the pile of atomic games. I'm like, yep, yep. It's not like we sexual we don't sexualize men too or something like that. Mm. Um on the topic of atomic, like atomic games also get can get like super fucking political. Two major uh major um examples of this, three major examples are color malice because uh Shinjuku being like in pretty much locked down because there's like a terrorist group on there and the terrorist group has like like each individual member of the group has like an actual thing that happened where the the police force or law in general justice failed them and that's why they pretty much turned to the dark side mm -hmm. and there's people like saying hey I actually kind of agree with this organization because all these kind of like issues mm. aren't like being properly addressed in the real world. And then you have Olympia Sore. I already talked about Olympia Sore and how the island is so fucked up. And it is turning yeah. yeah, and it is turning to like uh, a message to like say, hey, we have to change this shit because this is totally not okay. And then you have uh, Basta fellows with deals like with immigration and stuff like that. Hmm. Well, yeah, and like there's and there's the smaller end, games has, too, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah, and it actually has a trans character. Nice. Which is like, I think is one of the fan favorites because she's so well written. Hmm. Uh, which actually like really got, uh, re really blew my mind because a. It happened like in a. I can't remember which characters from which series, but obviously people didn't like them because of how they were written. But it seems like this was this one in particular was a hit. But given like all this context and all these automations, then you have the the other social commentary that is, hey, you have these relationships on the games that maybe are like good or healthy. And there's actually a sub, sub, sub section of people 
that are kind of like against Otome games because they're like justifying just toxic relationships that happen in real life. Mm. Uh, so there's like all of that social, all that social commentary, like from uh, people in the real world who maybe have played or haven't played games. To the point that um, I actually had an interview with a student that is doing her their thesis on uh, how, like, um, what's uh, like, like Ochoma games are like, um, like real for relationships, like if they're like linked together, how people view that kind of thing or something. Like that. Oh, okay, the view between the relationships. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think that's interesting too, right? Because we have like social, the social and the political kind of connect together, right? But there's also this question of what is, what political will exists within different um, nations necessarily that they're like okay with certain things. Like you're mentioning the sexualization, which to a degree, like, I think people get upset about it for sure. And I also think, though, it's like yeah. Japan is just way more tolerant of, like, the sexualization of particularly younger uh, women. And that's yeah. where I think it really becomes an issue where, like, there is no oh, yeah. political will for the right? Like, people are like, uh-uh, uh-uh, out of here. Um, but, people yeah. People don't understand. They're 900-year-old yeah, but... wood oh, elves. Yeah, like... 900-year-old wood elves. <laughs> yeah, my God. Oh, but what I mean, it's like, okay... I guess there is like a degree of um how you structure your the your character's body that can or can be like okay fuck that but yeah. I I know like there is like sexualization like uh, lower age groups and like yeah like like no no I'm not aiming for that and I know that also not only Japan is like more tolerant to that kind of stuff but also uh it's still like a sexist country and yeah i know there the that the, there are a lot of women that really don't uh have a good time there because like especially like they had to make special like uh women only um what's the name of the segment of the train what carriages carriages uh because of the sexual harassment that happens there mm -hmm. uh, and i know that um but yeah. i was talking more in like when when do you want to like stop like shutting off like i want to say like creative freedom in a way like when is it okay or when is it not yeah. Well, and I think maybe what you're hitting on here too, and something that's important is like, ultimately your game, no matter what, is going to take a political stance. Like it will, because you're raised within a nation, you're raised within, you know, political system, you um, are going to privilege certain things. And that's just kind of how it's going to be, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's something to be like aware of. Um but like, I sort of wish that we were just even a little more accepting of like a political analysis of games and recognizing that that's not saying this game is somehow trash because it has this like messaging within it. Just saying that this is an aspect of this game. And like, yeah. I wish developers were just a little more open about this, that like, yeah, there are obviously political themes within this. I mean, Lord almighty, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Unity. That game is really political. 
um, particularly like in its framing of the fact that it's happening during the revolution and it frames a few leaders of the revolution as if they are Templars. That's wildly political. Like the French Revolution was one of the first massive uprisings of like underclasses overthrowing uh, upper classes and there's a big political like um um talking point thrown out to say that like oh well it devolved into violence and so clearly revolution's a bad thing says the ruling classes as they go don't please don't please don't <laughs> like with big winks right so when you further yeah. a message of the idea that yeah it's all really just run by people with bad interests and nothing good came from this i mean you didn't get uh human rights out of this thing you didn't get citizen rights you didn't get like freedoms for underclasses you know what i mean like it's like that's a political message and fine like, I played the game and still loved it, but even I can recognize that's political. And if they say at their beginning, this game's not political, it's made by many people of many different faiths. And I'm like, that doesn't matter, dude. What you create in the end <laughs> has a political it's message. Political. Yep. Right? Like, you can all come from different places and still create something with a message. That doesn't negate what occurs, right? Um, just own up to it. And Ubisoft's the worst for this. Like, Far Cry 6, it's not political. I'm like, okay. Go fuck yourself. All the Far Cry games <laughs> have a really intense political message within them. Yeah. Um, and they're, I find when they don't embrace it, the games are worse. Like, I think one of the critiques I've heard to with Far Cry 6 is that it's just kind of lame because it doesn't feel like it actually has anything interesting to say or, like, does anything interesting with setting. So it's like, dude, if you're going to make a game that is going to interact with these things, just, like, go for it. Because I would rather play a game that tries, maybe fails, but at least tries something interesting than nothing at all, right? Like where it's just where it just claims that it's I'm not political, <laughs> you know, like hides in the corner. Because like a game like Back to Last of Us Part Two, you can disagree with it, but you're definitely gonna have an experience when you go through that game. You know, like you will for sure um, come away with at least some sort of message uh, to chew on. You know. I think just in the original The Last of Us, like how that game wasn't as much as humans versus zombies, but humans versus other humans, and how mm -hmm. different ideologies just started like to crash and moving the story forward. Yeah, and that's what the second one continues, but it's unfortunately people are like, yeah. it's a, it has unfortunately gone under fire because of one big thing that I did, especially. But like I said, the I, oh yeah. Problem. I was no, going to say, sure. I, I do think the majority of people had a reasonable reaction to the game, you know? Like, I don't want to come around and say, like, there's a, a huge group that are like, ah, but, you know, there's there are camps of divided opinion, but there are some who are very vocally out. Like, I mean, Girlfriend Reviews does a good video, actually, about the harassment they received after their video, which was literally just their take on the game. <laughs> like, you know, oh they're like, God. here's my take, and then they get harassed. But anyway, sorry, Rick, what were you going to say? I would say... I've got to let you go first because it sort of feeds into what I was going to say. Anyway, The Last of Us 2 is quite an interesting case study. One, because it came out right in the middle of lockdown number one when lots of people mm -hmm. had nothing better to do at the time. Uh, also, um, this is an, a time when more and more people are gaming than ever before. And the more people you get into any hobby, the more crazies you get on both sides, whether that's people yeah. trying to politicize the size of a pretend video game character's breasts uh, or whether mm -hmm. that's people saying that... Um, characters in the game have to be completely homogenized and anything that deviates from that is evil and satan so you yeah. you're going to get idiots on on both aspects well, of the yeah. 
yeah um, like one of the because such a megan is like kind of like starting like to 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 have a moment up here in the west uh olympia sorry kind of got uh like on reddit not destroyed but there was like a really vocal group of people saying that the game itself was like was like places races uh sexes etc 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 and i kind of step like when someone like plays a game and like sees the message it's like oh i got this one thing that it kind of like irks me a little bit is when you just know like the general idea of of a thing mm. or like i don't know you read the back of the books or something like that <laughs> and you don't delve or research a little bit more before like doing it sort of like saying because it seems like things like that because it's like yeah there's classism there's racism and there's sexism in olympus array but that is like the thing that that's the system like the, it, that is trying to like people are trying to destroy yeah. well, so it's I like think it's, uh, those are worth having like, conversations about right like it's like yeah that's, those are worth yeah. having conversations about and also like um it's well, whether... no it is gone <laughs> sorry <laughs> rick what it's were you gonna the... add I was just going to say it's whether those conversations are in good or bad faith. And I think the problem is, particularly mm. with some of the stuff like that, you know, you throw every accusation under the sun. It's in bad faith. It's ill-considered. Um, sometimes it's salacious and outright outright wrong and misleading, often intentionally so. Um, yeah. And it all comes back to the Tim Rogers quote, where it's like the uh, the the time that we live in now, the lies are free uh, and the truth behind a paywall. And mm. um, I think that also sort of ties back into games, again, in terms of, having a real discourse about them. The difficulty you often come up with, particularly with the more political games, is yeah. it's going to take you the time to experience that once, let alone sort of properly be able to dissect it, that it might take you to watch 10 great films. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's a much more time and effort intensive endeavor. And that's always yeah. going to color the amount that we can do, the extent to which we can do it. Um, and so you have all these, all these sort of little problems that sort of add together that make political discourse in video games any discourse to a greater or lesser extent in video games much much harder to do um and you know oh wait yeah. i was gonna add too like i think my big frustration as well is like and it lands as almost always on like the publishing developing side where i wish but again because there's this you know money and good old capitalism <laughs> everyone's like well we want to get everyone's money as much as possible right and so yeah. i find companies won't even sometimes stand behind like what i believe is a humanistic and just like morally good stance in their games you know <laughs> and like almost have to downplay them sometimes you know it's just listen man the yeah. other political party wants to play video too so right and half the time it's not even like it's it's a political message but it doesn't even necessarily mean that it is a political party message right but and this maybe is a more united states thing than even it is up here in canada but like they've created an excellent polarization for their needs um it's a terrible thing but like they're so polarized that like suddenly things that everything is being like lumped into it so i think i can understand if you're from the states if you get tired of the concept of things are political like why did masks become political you know what i mean like things like that but yeah, but that's the polarizing of everything, and I think we see that in the games mm. as well. You either have people who say no, no politics <laughs> in games, or uh, everything is entirely political all the time and must always be looked at through a political lens. It's like, well, 
mm, yeah, but also no. And like, there well, is absolutely nuance. merit. There is nuance. Yeah. There are there are many sort of different blends of those two in between. Uh, I think the tricky thing is ultimately going to be striking that balance well and consistently. And yeah. that's hard because from game to game, there's more or less. And I know for a fact I've, I've sort of made this observation in, in previous recordings somewhere. Uh, if you remember where, remind me in the comments down below while you're smashing <laughs> that like button. Um, but like, yeah, if, if you want to find a political message in Space Invaders, it's absolutely there. But also, if you want to play Space Invaders, you can absolutely do that without ever having any regard for that whatsoever. And I think that is something that, if we want to put a positive spin on this, um, games have always been much, much better at doing. Younger, old, you know, yeah. gay, straight, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. sort of persuasion and background, whatever you're coming from, um, you can engage with them more or less on whatever level you wish to because the message isn't the entirety of the medium. Uh, and I think that's something that we should celebrate even as we we maybe in some regards bemoan um, our collective inability to sort of in fully engage with the, the message aspect of that medium. Yeah, and like you can analyze a game politically and share that and it's okay. You're not discovering some hidden terrible thing. <laughs> You're just finding out something that's within pretty much everything right like do you know what i mean like yeah like it's it's okay to talk about like what you think the political message of something is but again i think it's like you're mentioning it it'll sometimes turn into this like i found the secret thing in the game and it's like well hold on <laughs> right? if you like, play it backwards and press jump three times satan will speak to you through the power of the computer yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know I, I just hope people like you're saying, come to the game, enjoy the game. If you find out something interesting and you have an interesting idea about it, share it with us, actually. I'd like to know. <laughs> um, you can email us at hldvpodcast.gmail.com. Yeah, right. And you can find us in the Allen's Beat Discord, yada, 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 yada. I would actually love to hear what people's hot political takes on games are. Like, I would be so down to hear that. <laughs> That's a new game plus in the Yeah, making. same here. That's another new game plus in the way. Mm. I'll give you my hot take on, like, what the political messaging of Metroid Dread is then on the next <laughs> one. Because <laughs> I actually think it has some really interesting, I like, concepts in that game. So anyway, I'll, I'll say that, that for another day. <laughs> that could be cool. We should each bring a political hot take. Nice. I don't know if it'll be hot, but it'll be a, a take that I like. <laughs> Let's bring a take. Let's bring a take. Yeah, nice. We, we can be take three. Three takes. There you go. Oh, take two, right. Take ah. two, take three. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Uh, any final words, Paolo? What do you, what do you think? Mm, I don't know. Like, just, ha- just feel free to enjoy games as, like, however you see fit. Like, even, like, reading the whole message or not, getting, like, your own ideas about the, the story. I don't know. Just just have fun with the thing. I like that. Have fun and think of it for yourself. All right, that's it, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for another uh, coming in. Yeah, our next New Game Plus then is definitely going to be our uh, political hot takes on certain games. <laughs> That'll be super fun. Uh, so we'll see you all next week for another regularly scheduled episode. And uh, yeah, doodles. Thank you, Pete. Bye. That's the tight hour, I like that. <laughs>